0: G'day, welcome to another edition of The Detour Live. Uh, we've got a massive show, there's a massive stage at the Vuelta. I'm joined, as always, by four-time national road champ, Johnny Trevorrow, Matty Pointer, who knows Good pretty boys. much every cyclist in WA is joining us as well. <laughs> and we've got George Bennett. He's got to go to breakfast, so let's bring him straight in. George, live from the Vuelta, how are you feeling for today's stage, mate? Morning, boys. Uh, oh, yeah, today's
1: a... Uh, um I think I came on yesterday and told you how tough yesterday was and told you it was the queen stage, but I'm going to I'm gonna rejig that and, and say that today's the queen stage because nothing really happened at the end. Um, yesterday yesterday was, was filthy. It was so hard. It was just on all day and it was just, you know, absolutely one of the hardest stages around. But the, the wind was just a massive headwind in the final. And so you didn't see the big gaps at the finish, but... Um, yeah, people at home think we didn't race yesterday. We uh, they're wrong. We raced, we didn't have a kilometer easy, but yeah. Um, I think, I think now, after having seen what happened with the wind yesterday and the headwind in the end, the big attacks didn't come like we we sort of anticipated. Um, I think today will be because it doesn't matter which way the wind's blowing, it's 27%. So,
0: is this going to be the steepest climb you've done, George? Uh, potentially, I mean, I've done. I've done. I think
1: last Muchacos was was the one where Valverde and Rogler, um, just sort of destroyed everybody last year. I think that was potentially up had up harder track. ramps. Up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, but I think this could be. I mean, it's probably the last sort of of the mythical cycling climbs that they haven't done. Um, oh, it was in the Vuelta one year, but I, I went home, blew my engine up, and went home a few days <laughs> early, so I uh, didn't make it up the Angluru and by all accounts that was probably a good thing i didn't have to do it then but um yeah i think i think today could be one of the toughest climbs i've ever done but um it doesn't really, i mean steepness is one thing but you, you just gotta like it depends how hard we go doesn't it i mean you, if like if we go super easy then you know maybe maybe it's not too <laughs> so, bad
2: george george a hill as steep as that and it is a a monster of thing, I think it's three years since they've done that one. Uh, but do you reckon that favors uh, um, Carapaz, uh, or or, or uh, uh, Leach more? Uh, it's it's
1: kind of counterintuitive because you think with the super steep stuff, then the really light guys go better. But um, I put myself in the category of the really light guys, and I don't necessarily go better on the steep stuff. And often you need a lot of torque, so even if you're running a really small gear, like we'll have a 3430 on today. And even with that, um, you know, you're doing 70 RPM. So you need a lot of torque, which actually then swings back into the, into the favor of guys like Primoz. And like, even you look at like Tom Dumoulin, one of the biggest climbers in the, out of the GC guys. And he really excels on super steep stuff just because he has so much force behind him. Whereas a guy like me sort of relies a bit more on um, lungs and and aerobic power. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty easy. Here's a man going for a walk. Um,
3: yeah, so I think, I think, so like it's, 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 yeah, it's not George, necessarily just one or the other. George Matt Pointer here from WA, mate. Good to meet you. I just want to ask you a question about the iconic climbs of Grand Tours, the Stelvio and Outdoors. And now you're going up the Angleroo today. Does it change the feeling in the bunch uh, in major tours like this? Is there a little bit more adrenaline pumping? Everyone knows that if you can get to the top of one of these ones, you just go down in history for the rest of your life. It's not just a normal mountain stage. Does it do something to the bunch?
1: Um, I, think, I, I think in general, not really in terms of if it's, sort of say, like Alpe or something, you know, because there's far worse climbs in outdoors. But I think, like, you know, when you go to the Zonkalon or you go to the Englaru there is definitely a fear factor where people are going, all right, at the end of the day, I've got to get up this thing. And, you know, <laughs> the, 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 it does maybe neutralize a little bit. Like even today, for example, there's, there's definitely ambush territory before the last climb that you think, okay, someone could go there. But then, yeah, they've still got to get up the angler route, where if it was just a, another climb, you know, that didn't have the same sort of fear factor, then, then maybe people would be more willing to, to roll the dice.
0: Um, George, we have got a comment. Uh, horizontal, George. Jesus, memory f- like a fish. Yep, you've got to- but I've tried that and um, oh, didn't work. Why, the old- yeah, but it's because my old rotation lock was on. Ah, uh, to- <laughs> yeah, mate. We've got very high standards on this show for quality.
2: <laughs> I was <just laughs> gonna say thirty-four thirty. My mind boggles when you talk that, you know that's what the you know, the gears you're riding. Back in my day.
4: Well,
2: there was no we such go. thing. So, we, no, but we, we, what we have done, they have whacked a hill like that in uh, when I was riding. We did do, you know, Stelvio and club like that, but but not this. We, we wouldn't have even been I would have had to walk. There was no way we would get that. Up that on what well, we had 42, 28 was the the, the smallest oh, we and
1: had, plus plus a bike that weighed you know eight or, eight or nine kilos back then as well. So <laughs> in your day, maybe maybe twelve kilos. I don't know how long ago we talking.
2: No, we but, had wooden uh, rims in my day, uh, George. Yeah. So we're we're,
1: we're laughing, but uh, yeah, I think um, I mean I've even seen guys walk up it in the modern era, um, so yeah they're tough and a lot of it honestly just depends on if it's raining or not and in the past we've seen it's so misty up there it hasn't been raining but the road's still wet because it's damp and i mean now it's it's november and yeah it looks like we're going to have good weather today but like it's still cold and and misty and 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 pretty terrible up at, at that height and in that area i mean it's beautiful it's green but there's a reason it's green because um, the road and the road's always wet so that does make a big difference so if, if if it dries up enough I think you know most people should be able to ride up no worries but you see a couple of guys that have launched in the early break and they arrive at the bottom and then yeah they might swap to the old sneakers
0: um George uh, one of the big talking points was obviously the protest before the stage with uh Frumi talking about the time gaps and so forth were you there on the start line did you see it all go down and, and what was the fallout?
1: Yeah, I was uh, I was parked up there. I was a few rows back. I was just um, I was keeping out. You chanting
2: fight, fight.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
1: uh, The only observation I did make was that at one moment, one guy from Córdoba, a Spanish guy, he just had enough, and he just he just charged (laughs) off in this dramatic, uh, like, oh, we're just starting stuff. This, we're just going to start. But then no one followed him. And then he parked <laughs> up about 20 metres in front of the calisade. Yeah. Everybody's yeah, looking at that. him going like, oh, mate, your, your revolution is working. <laughs> and he... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. It was... Well, what... it was, it was I mean, I'm, I'm cautious with the protest. I mean, I agree that actually I... I have to say I agree with the sentiment of it in terms of they shouldn't have had... We shouldn't have had the jersey. It should have been a three-second rule. I mean, it shouldn't have been a three-second rule when you look at the course, but they said it was going to be, and if they say it's going to be, then it needs to be because um, they can't just change the the rules retrospectively. Um, so I was at the school of thought that, okay, if they said it was going to be, which was a dodgy pull, but okay, then it should be. Um, but yeah, I was also hesitant that we shouldn't necessarily protest every single thing because at some stage something's ter- like you know there's going to be something ridiculous, unacceptable. You know it's it's snowing and we have to do the twomile or something like this. You know and then we do need protest and mm. then it's kind of like crying wolf. You know we protest everything. So yeah. maybe there was a more diplomatic solution than protesting. It was just badly organised because you know we got there and then there was a protest and then there was, um, you know the jury guy wasn't even there and then there was it was all sorts of like. You know, was it just a uh, a, was,
3: a, a... was it just a spur of the moment thing from uh, for me? Like, it didn't seem to be that organized pre him sort of telling one or two guys right on the start line.
1: Oh, there is a CPA WhatsApp group, so um, I'm not right. in it, but um, I think there was, should talk, be. But I think, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to get involved in that. I'm here just to pedal around and get bottles. But, uh, yeah, I think, I think there was chat of it. So um, I'm not exactly sure what they rubbed on in the group. And, yeah, so it's, it's hard for me to say, like, I was, you know, but there was a few people that I was with, you know, 10 rows back that were going, oh, what are we protesting? So I, I, either their either representative hadn't told them or they, um, they just didn't care. I don't know. It, it was a little <laughs> strange. It wasn't, like, a big issue for everybody. Yeah.
2: George, today uh, with this monster finish and it's so steep, does it change your role at all? Do you, Have you spoken about that uh, with Team Tactics? Uh, uh, are, are there any changes to your role uh, for today's stage? Um, it's very important. Well, hopefully,
1: I can, hopefully I can ride on the steep part because yesterday, you know, I took over the front um, and it was still steep, but, you know, two, three K to go. But it was just such a big headwind that, you know, I was going full gas on the front and the guys were having a picnic in my wheel. So, <laughs> um, yeah, at least today when I ride fast on the front, you know, they also have to ride fast in my wheel. So, um, if, if I can at least start my pull on that steep bit, then, um, you know, it, it'll be sort of every man for himself. But I think we showed yesterday that we, we, you know, we had six guys there with, when it was 30 guys in the group. So we've definitely got the collective strength, but, um. Yeah, it's strange because when it's 25%, collective strength doesn't really count for too much, you know, because you can't really <laughs> toe anybody up, so yeah, that'd be, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm very curious how it's going to evolve today. Alright, mate, well, we better let
0: you go to breakfast. Yep. How do you pump these calories in over this weekend? Was it a monster dinner and back it up again with a monster brekkie?
1: Yeah, it was a big one last night. I think I was putting away about 1,500 calories last night, so just in just in the dinner part of it, and then you've got dessert, and then you've got you know, night snacks and all this stuff. Oh, so you put in a way of it. Well, you'd think it's heaven, Jonesy, but it's not 1500 calories like we used to. It's, it's white rice and,
0: oh, yeah. bloody Olive oil. So. Oh, well. <laughs> Go and enjoy it, mate. Thanks for joining us again. Good luck for today. Cheers, guys. And, um, good good luck, yeah, mate. we'll speak to you again soon, mate. Thanks George. See yeah, See you later. See you, bud. George Bennett, what a legend. Uh, just about to nick off to breakfast. Now talking about quality on this program, John, you were adamant to me last night that you did not burp during the program.
2: I didn't, I I didn't, I don't care what your little machine tells
0: you I didn't burp. Okay. Maddie, you can be the judge. I've got the video. You make the call. Just have a look at this. I'll have a
2: look. The little um, smiling assassin, burp. Did you just burp then? No, I didn't. So don't blame your uh, sound malfunctions on me, Daniel. The <laughs> little, the little, the little, the little.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, 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 on,
2: it's a burp. Now that's no, a burp. That no. is a burp.
0: I,
3: just when, I, just, I, I, that
2: was I, the there limit. Is a, you
0: just jumped over it.
2: There is a sound malfunction <laughs> right at that moment, and you've got it. But it wasn't me. <laughs> so another
0: another thing Matty is if he's been wine tasting he's in the Gambia and he's been wine tasting all day so he's coming into this
3: show hot he'll be fine he'll be fine he'll be fine I'll tell you what as George Bennett he's got that sort of um that day's look about him hasn't he just getting ready to go to breakfast or he's just going through the motions it's just it's just how they get at this stage Mm. of the bike race isn't it I'm got to get up and go to breakfast now and what day are we on he had that little bit of a look about him so i hope he's got some good legs today because he's a he's a fantastic character of the bunch isn't
0: he yeah for he sure is. well yeah, we'll yeah. Chat to you about the protest um Gerard thomas put out some tweets and he said great yeah. to see the usual peloton sticking together well to well apart from the usual suspects and he said my point is pro cycling is nothing without the riders yet all the big decisions are made by suits and we know the la- we and we are the last to know the main reason we have no say is because we don't ever stick together as a peloton um, what are your takes? I'll start with you, Maddie. Do you, do you think it was a good idea or, or listen to George before, you know, you don't want to burn your matches on these protests too often?
3: He made a very good point. You don't want to burn your matches on uh, just everything. However, <laughs> the rule before the start, this is what we're going to race with, boys. Everyone knew what the rule was and then they have the stage. They don't even tell them 50k from the finish that they're going to change it because they've had a look at the course. They change it after the finish. You know, that... That's sort of nineteen seventies into club racing around Australia, where the wrong guy won.
0: <laughs> oh no, your audio's cutting out, Maddie.
2: That's good. No, for, that's good. Uh, <laughs> <it's> very, <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah,
4: we've
2: you're got spot it on Matt. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's exactly right, and, and it's not just like it's a small thing. So even George now, it, it, it benef. It was a benefit for George's team because his uh, leader got into the red, but um, even he said, "Well, you know." He disagreed with it. They shouldn't have changed the rules. But it's pretty important in a Grand Tour when it changes the jer- the leader's jersey mm. to another rider. So it's not just a small thing. It's a pretty major well, thing. That, that's what Frumi said. He said, we've changed the
0: jersey now for yesterday um, because it changed the race. If we start and jump over the jersey, they need a control. If we start, we have the jersey. We need a control. So it changes the whole race. So, um, Yeah. Be-
3: Imagine that if that had happened at certain times of the last week of the duo. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. It could have been, you know it, like the Giro was close enough yep. as it was. So, And yep. nothing is for certain this year, isn't it? We saw it in the Tour de France. Roglic was going to win. It all turned on its head. We saw it in yep. the Giro. It all got turned on its head. Just who's to say what's going to happen today? It's just a different year. Everyone's a bit different this year.
0: We've got another special guest, guys. He's the DS for the Mitchell and Scott team. Uh, he's kind enough to join us. Jules, how's it all going, mate? Julian, yeah, Dan, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Looking good, looking get, forward good day, to it. G'day,
0: Julia. Uh, Jules, we've got um these uh quality standards on this show that people you know they're, they're red hot. Are you able to tilt your camera horizontal so that we can get your full face and see those beautiful kiwi cheeks? That's it, good stuff, mate. And whatever you do,
3: whatever you do, don't burn, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're broad fine, in huh? a bit of... fighting no, fighting's fine. How's the Vuelta been so far for you guys, mate?
5: Oh uh, Yeah, no, it's been, it's been been good. I mean, we've been hunting out for some stages and Mikel and Esteban have been uh, in the mix there. Um, so, yeah, it's been okay. Probably could have been a little bit more successful so far, I would have hoped, but um, still a ways to go.
2: Ify. Yeah, so uh, reports I get, as usual, uh, uh, Jules, your cool karma collector doing a a, a great job in front. So, what happened to uh, Esteban in that last bit yesterday? Like, he punched, had to do a big effort to get back, and then what he uh, 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 blew his own doors off or something. And what what actually happened? Yeah, he
5: had a punch on the um, halfway up the uh, second to last climb yesterday and uh, had a bit of an effort to, to get back. Um, but some of our other guys, young guys, you know, we're talking about young guys this year. Uh, we've got some young guys here that have been doing really well and Callum Scottson was able to bring them back by the top of the climb. Um, but it was almost like he just never really recovered when they got on the final climb at the bottom there. Got distance a little bit off the bottom and um, was never really able to, to come back before the finish there, despite the help of, uh, of Nick Schultz doing some good work to pace him back.
0: Um, obviously, it's a filthy climb today, Jules. Is this one of the toughest climbs you're going to see in in world cycling? The, the final one.
5: Yeah, it's it's really a, a classic out of the out of the welter, and uh, probably I reckon like one of the hardest climbs in, in all of Europe that we do in bike racing. There's no no hiding on this climb. It's constant. It's steep, and um, it's really just the toughest guy is going to win. The person they can suffer the most.
0: Are you a fan, Jules, of the the? We talked about it with the Giro, but you know when they did the two hundred and sixty k stages and these, you know, really grueling, um, you know, parcours. Are you a fan of the the longest stages and the brutal side of it, or the shorter, more punchier profiles?
5: Oh, look, I mean, I think if we if we think about the history of cycling, you know, we have some, you know, history sort of says we have these two hundred and fifty k stages or or plus two hundred plus k stages, but. You know, if you want to move with the with the modern sort of um, sporting product these days, you know, I think the value of those in terms of a consumer product is uh, is practically zero. You know, no one's going to sit down and watch stage 19 or whatever it was of the of the Giro d'Italia um, for seven hours. You know, so I, I think from a commercial perspective, um, it doesn't really have a lot of value. I think if you want to stay close to history maybe sort of keep them but um you know i think it's uh it's it is probably a little bit worthless in this modern environment but you know there was a lot of obviously protesting and complaining about that stage but everyone knew about that stage already from from last year when the course was released i don't know why they waited until the day of age to uh to take action against it
0: Um, we've also mentioned a fair bit on this show that, um, you know, we've seen a lot of riders that are emotional at the finish. Uh, a lot of riders are doing protests there and that. Do you think the Peloton and even the staff, are they really feeling the pinch of the fact that we're in a grand tour and it's, it's now November?
5: Yeah, look, it, it's been a, a funny old year, as we all know. There's, um, you know, there's certainly a lot of mental fatigue of, of just having to race in these under these COVID restrictions that we've got now. And, you know, there's no way that um, the, the things that we've been having to do as a team in the race, in these environments, you know, cracks start to appear. People get a bit more fragile than they, they normally are. And, you know, I think some of the things that we see happening now, um, right of protests, these sorts of things are, are probably a, have a, a component of that.
2: Effie. Yeah, uh, Jules, The other day we were talking uh, about uh, the incident uh, when they rubbed Sam Bennett out when uh, Emile uh, Leepens tried to jump in on the on the train, and uh, uh, Sam gave him a couple of good. Shoulder thumps scheme out of the way and robbed him out. I wanted to to uh, get your uh, feedback on that, especially since we were show- we had Robbie McEwan on and we were showing some of the really good bumps in the past, and the one where Mark Renshaw tried to give you a bit of a headbutt and got thrown off the bike race. So I just thought I wanted to get your uh, uh, version of what you thought of uh, what, what happened the other day.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly, it certainly it it looked pretty aggressive, you know. Like it was it was a, a big, you know. I think a little tap or a little shoulder, just to um, hold your position, is what sprinting is about. But that one from Bennett looked uh, pretty aggressive to me from the outside, just looking at the uh, at the um, at the TV coverage. And you know, the question about all these is. is What's the athlete's intention in pulling a move like that? You know, is it to hold his place on the back of that train? Is it to smash the guy out of the way, which is something completely different, and um, put him out of the race? You know, then it's really, um, it, 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 and that's really what it comes down to. We we will never know that from looking at the at the TV coverage, um, but you know, I think is they have to take um, action in those sorts of situations they have to respond because it just doesn't really look that good for the sport or uh or for any of the uh any of the sponsors if they condone that sort of behavior and if they don't set a limit who knows how far it will end up going and more guys will get hurt or, or end up crashing as we have seen with green in this year
2: yeah,
0: and what and what are your memories of that day when Rendall got booted off, mate? I remember being at the buses. I was there with Fox Sports trying to get grabs, and um, yeah, I remember the Garmin boys were absolutely steaming.
5: Yeah, look, it, it, you know, it was really nothing nothing to do with us at all. I probably my personal opinion was it was a bit of an overreaction uh, from from the race commissaires. It wasn't that you know it looked like it was really. Quite aggressive and intentional on TV, but it wasn't really. It was just sort of a, a, a tap with the head, you know. And um, but I also understand the commentator's position, like what we were just talking about. It's the most Tour de France is the most highly televised sporting event annually in the world. There's millions of people around the world watching it, and they've got to be seen to be taking correct action and, and setting setting limits. And it's it's a hard thing to get right when you make those. Decisions.
0: Um, We were chatting with Matt White yesterday, and it was about, you know, what are the sort of initial plans going into um, next year with sort of the GC focus? Seeing all the uh, guys that have been up at the pointy end of GC, some new contenders. um, What are your thoughts next year? I mean, you've obviously got Simon Yates. You were there as a DS when he won the Vuelta two years ago. Um, Is it a matter of just really working out, can we potentially win these races? And if not, we go for stages.
4: Yeah, you know, I
5: think, you know, when you've got guys like we've got here with, with Steban, um, who have won or, or podiumed in Grand Tours before, a guy like Mikel Neve who's he also here, who's also been top 10 multiple times in Grand Tours, Simon, who's won Grand Tours before. You know, you've got to back these guys in, and, and you know, Simon will win another Grand Tour in his cycling career. Um, but, you know, it's just about a matter of getting all the all the elements in place and, and, and doing everything sorted and having a little bit of luck along the way. You know, you, you have to still back these guys. Yeah, we've seen, it's been a funny old year. We've seen um, the first two grand tours being won by um, by young guys um, early in their, in their career. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think that it necessarily means that we're going to send, see the demise of, of the um, older, more established winning grand tours in the future.
3: Maddie. i got, got an off-centre off, off question for you there, Julian. Did you watch the game yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> the All Blacks? Yeah. No, but <laughs> <completely cool. laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't see the score. Yeah, I bet you did. I bet you did. Mate, um, just on the giving me some
5: hope <laughs> after that first, when it was a draw on the first year. This, yes. I was like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, a good
0: series, yeah. but you know. no, it wasn't. Was it, you know, you know what it is? We've never recovered since we had to withdraw Qantas money. We're just uh, it's a, a write off.
3: We haven't recovered since John Eels retired. Let's be honest, just getting <laughs> on to what the commissaires are doing with the sport like it's across track cycling and it's across national level cycling and so forth. We've talked about this before over the years about getting sprinters involved in the uh, disputes when it comes to sprint finishes and so forth. Like Former sprinters, what sort of weight does that really carry? Do you think moving forward when decisions are getting made? Like we all saw what Bennett did, um, and, and he definitely loaded up with the headbutt. There's no two ways about it. Some people argue that it was too far from the finish to really matter, but there does have to be a point where that sort of riding will cause a bad accident, as we saw with Grona Wagon and those sorts of We don't want those sorts of accidents. Is there a place to have uh, specifically a sprinter's? panel for this situation and have guys who have raced in the last 10 years be a part of that panel, do you think?
5: Yeah, I mean, that could could possibly be a a, a solution or, or um, a way of, of I, I guess, controlling these situations a little bit more. But I, you know, I, I sort of really think that um, there should be some discussion with the riders, after the race as well you know ask them some hard questions figure out their intentions and and hold them you know we do hold them accountable by um by relegating them or whatever but you know i think there's actually just value in having sitting that rider down as well and saying face to face to them uh you know what do you think you were doing what was your intention and getting an explanation from them because i think that you know when you start to uh, appeal to people's more, more like personal intention, and hold them a bit more accountable personally. Um, I think that that would also uh, make a difference and and help riders consider their actions uh, during those stressful moments. You know, because it is it is stressful. You know, and and you know you're so focused on winning, um, and you, you, people do stupid things. But you know, those conversations they had you know, that sort of maybe sits a little bit subconsciously next time they go into those situations and and they react possibly a little bit differently.
2: Biffy? Yeah, no. Look, I reckon you'd be a moddy to be on that uh, appeals board, mate. You uh, you gave a few out in your time, but um, what's what's going to be uh, the with, with today being such a monster uh, finish? What's your uh, tactical plan? Try and get a, a break a break up the road. What's the plan for today?
5: Oh, uh, look. Um, you know, these these short um mountain stages in any grand tour are always very exciting and. You have to be on on the front foot from from the get-go here. I'm sure that probably Jumbo are going to try and control the race early and, and, you know, do pretty much what they did yesterday. You know, they rode solid yesterday. I think they um, wasn't real aggressively hard, but it was just hard enough that um, no one really felt like they could move or or attack. But I think, you know, today is going to be really different. We're going to see Movie Star go on the attack. I think Astana are going to be aggressive again. And uh, so you've just really got to um, join in with that. You know, we've got, got some some good guys here that are going well. Schultz is going well. Mikel's going well. And, and, you know, now with a little bit of time, Arn lost yesterday. He's really got nothing to lose either. So we'll certainly be uh, trying all we can to, to send guys up the road and, and make the race as aggressive as we can. Because also for Mikel, you know, he's uh, he's just the diesel McHale and he's just going to get better and better as this race goes on. I think the harder today is, the better McHale will be on that last climb as well.
0: All right. Um, and fi- finally, Jules, uh, how's the whole bubble situation going? Um, it, it seems to be on paper going pretty good, but the rest of Spain is obviously, you know, going through a, a second wave.
5: Yeah, look, I'm... Um, you know in, in terms of the of the world organization and the way that they've gone about um uh, putting this race on i mean i was at the tour de france as well um obviously the the situation across all of europe is significantly worse than it was when the tour was on but you know, i can only commend the organization that uh, at, at the water they're doing a, a fantastic job um, the hotels we've been in have been sensational and all we've had separate dining areas We've had uh, each team's been on the floor. Uh, any else has been in the same hotel here with us in the studio for uh, the last two nights, and you wouldn't even know that there's two teams in, in the same hotel. So um, I actually, um, you know, and I was, I was saying to the boys, there's, a, you know, there's a lot of dialogue, a lot of discussion on the, on the bus uh, every morning and after every stage about the situation in Spain or across Europe and the risk that we um, that we're putting ourselves through. I guess by traveling from city to city and, and being at the starts and being at the finishes, But I, I really believe that, um, you know, one of the safest places to be um, in Europe at the moment is in the water, I feel really, really safe. And, you know, there's uh, just going to extraordinary lengths to, to uh, make sure that the welfare of all those involved in the race is, is really good. And, you know, an example of that is, you know, the barriers around the finish, you can see them spraying disinfectant on them. Um, every day, you know. So, just little things like that certainly make um make you realise that you know if we're going to move forward in the middle of a pandemic, yeah, it's a lot of work for everyone. But uh, strategies and things you can do to 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 keep life moving
0: forward. John used to do the disinfected spray at the bakeries for all your cronies that went into the VIP area, didn't you?
2: Yeah, but for a lot of different reasons. But we won't go into that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh good stuff. Um <laughs> hey Jules, before I let you go as well, uh what's the food been like? I used to love asking whitey these questions. You're getting a lot of paellas, a lot of local delicacies. Sorry, hear, I just missed that mate? question. I said what what's the food been like at the Vuelta? Are you getting a lot of local delicacies? A lot of um, paellas, those bass cakes. Um, yeah, I mean it, I mean one of
5: the great things about doing the Welter is that you know, there's such a diverse amount of cuisine. As you're travelling around Europe we've been up up in the studios uh, here the last couple of nights so um, in, South, in some of the local visitors, which is always a bit of a treat and then uh, after today's stage up Angleroo we're heading across to Galicia which is uh, which is uh, famous for all its seafood. I think you might remember Jones when we were in 2012
0: Yeah, Steve shout us those pippies <laughs> yeah the delicacy that that's you just right. so scraped them off the tonight, wharf
5: so that'll be
0: a- there must be a bit of a delay <laughs> 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 yeah. oh that's yeah, good, that good. <laughs> oh well thanks thanks for joining us Jules uh, all the best for the stage today um, really looking forward to the final climb and hopefully uh, Chavez and Neve are bopping around the point again mate so all the best Thanks, Jules. Thanks,
5: mate.
0: See yeah, you, mate. See you, mate. See you, guys. See you, mate. Julian Dean, um, bit of a delay there in the end. Sorry about the uh, technical difficulties, but we got the guts of it. Um, he's a good man, Jules. And, the, and the, you were he's saying before, man. if he, he is one of the most intellectual guys and the smartest guys I've met in my time in cycling, not just for his race smarts, but his people smarts. Like he can really read human emotion. And when they won the Vuelta two years ago with Simon Yates, he was so instrumental in that because he took the pressure out of it, took the pressure out of the race. And there was no expectation every day. It was just like I wasn't there, but what I was getting fed from the guys that were – was he just kept them so focused on? It's just day by day. Don't stress. We don't have to do the work. You know, how sometimes you can get in a race and the DS will, you know, want to put the guys on the front because we got the jersey and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. They literally create
2: the, create pressure. Yeah, yeah, hundred
0: exactly. percent. Now, John, oh sorry. Yes, mate. Well, no, I thought are. we'd
2: just have a little talk, talk about uh, uh, last night's stage, which was a ripper stage. I mean, uh, we—it was called the Queen Stage, and everyone was saying it was going to be the race that turned uh, this for turn around. Didn't turn out that way, uh, as far as the GC was concerned. But the break went you know, like on the on the second climb went fairly early, so they had a Cat Three just after the start, and then four Cat Ones. So it was a monster day. It was like a, you know, you looked at the, the map; it was a a, a, a jigsaw, but. The, the break never got that far. They only had two minutes, uh, I think three minutes max. And and even though they were chasing, they managed, those riders managed to stay clear. And I was really impressed with young uh, uh, Michael Storer, you know, the young Sydney boy. Uh, uh, uh,
3: sorry, sorry, John. I'll just have to correct you there. He's from WA. Oh, you're kidding oh. me. <laughs> sorry, kidding but, me. Sorry to just keep oh, tweeting. No
0: we have the most impeccable uh, yeah. research on the detour buddy as you're well aware <laughs> well he did
2: he, he was in sydney for quite a while as a young as he actually uh, was I think,
3: I think he might have had a he might have stopped off there on a plane ride once but he did he did a great <laughs> ride didn't he like you know um top third place on the stage he was in the break all day like you say that breakaway They never really let it go, did they? They really sort of let it sort of almost dangled the carrot out there all day until right near the end. And then it started to take some time. And uh, we saw uh, Soler just doing his usual aggressive riding. But um, they had his measure yesterday because Soler, I thought, was for a while there was going to be the guy who tore them to bits and it wasn't to be.
2: Yeah, although he was really looking for GC as well. So, uh, his young Gardu was the one who uh yeah. who rolled him in the in the finish. But, but Michael saw it, it was brilliant. He wrote a couple of some tours, but it, this is his th- he's only 24, or was he 23? Mm. And no, he's 23, and this is his third Vuelta. So, um, yeah, he's an impressive young lad, and I, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, coming out of a um.
3: They've got that little – there's a really great little bunch at the moment. Okay, yes, you know my feeling towards WA kids. I've got Stora, Hindley, Robbie Power, yeah. Durbo, who's showing them the way. And, of course, before that, we had Hank and others. Um, but then you've got Jack Haig and the Schultz boys and the Scotsons. And
0: uh, Matthews, we you know, we like, get it, mate. We get it. You're bloody there's good.
3: So <laughs> many, there's so many good boys in this town in, – in, 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 in Australia who – You know they're not they're they're not knocking on the door to be super domestics. They're knocking on the door to be tour winners and one day classic rider winners. Like, I really look forward to seeing what the Scots and boys can do, the South Australians can do over this next couple of years because so much power, so much strength from those two lads. Australian cycling is just in such such a good spot. And of course, and I'm remiss of not mentioning Caleb and uh, Caden Groves as well. We've got so many boys out there who are just. they're, they've dropped in at the top level and they're,
2: they're, they're just special. There's no
3: yeah, two ways about it. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, spot on. Sorry, Matty, I was reading these comments. I thought you were bragging about all the guys that just come from WA. So when I said, ah, oh, I get it, mate, you're bloody good. I wasn't paying attention. Sorry about that. <laughs> no,
3: no, no, you're all <laughs> right, mate. No, I get
0: it. No, 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 you got to pull me up on the WA comments, mate. I get it. No, no, it's fine. Hey, we've got breaking news. Just Gary Tilley just received an email. Cadell Race is off for 2021. And Sam has just said, breaking news, TDU is cancelled, gents. Now, we sort of thought that was coming, but now it's official. Um, This presents, obviously, it's disappointing, but John, it presents an opportunity for NRS and the local guys to really showcase their talents if there is uh, particularly an alternative for the TDU.
2: Yes, well, I, I don't know that it actually has been announced as yet. Uh, Gary's uh, got uh, but it's been the whisper around. And so if, what I hear that uh, that uh, South Australia is still going to have this uh, amazing festival of cycling. So it's going to be um, uh, racing uh, at the top level, but not the world tour teams, but, but some of the top Aussie riders from world tour teams, could very well be riding is the story I hear. Um, and, uh, it, you know, with, with the, the, the elite um, from Australia, from the NRS uh, and, and that. So, but, but no. Hey, John, else, what right is going
0: well. on in the background there? Can you just call a bit of order?
2: No, like not, not possible, mate. We've been to and Winery all afternoon for, for, for Dino's uh, 40th birthday, and so they're all at the back carrying on <laughs> like, like clowns. There's no way I'd be able to fix anything out there.
0: Okay. All right. Well, uh, John, you might as well do the plug for the Mitchell and Wines because I've ingested some photos from today. This is obviously Dino.
2: What is that, a velvet tracksuit? Yes, he, for his, he was always wanted a velvet tracksuit for his fortieth today. He got one, and he made <laughs> sure he wore it to the winery, because he's forty going on fourteen. But anyway, that's Dean.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, and That's and the wine tasting after. He's having a, a beautiful Mitchelton rosé rosé. Uh, and this was yeah. all of yeah. you
0: there sitting around doing the wine tasting. Uh,
2: what nice. was your What was your favourite wine, John? Oh, look, there was a there was a a, a Heathkit. Uh, Shiraz that was really, really smooth. It was a 2015, I think, and that was went down very well. But gee, there's no such thing as a bad wine. And what about Uh, this kangaroo? Ah, have you got the we got the photo? Yeah, just put it up there. No, no, we see all we can see is you drinking a beer. What? No, it's all we saw was you drinking a beer. Did you see a photo of any food? Yeah, there was one of you, John. Sorry, mate. Can there. you oh, say okay. John? <laughs> I can now. I can now. It wasn't uh, – it was just used to... – yeah, so that's a kangaroo tartar. Yes. Uh, and it is absolutely magnificent. Beautiful. Yeah? Yep. Yep.
0: All right. And uh, you finally got to see one of Australia's most expensive pieces of art, and that is the famous uh, truck <laughs> –
2: yes yeah, so i uh, i took a, a, um, a great little picture of the of the sign there but uh yes a ten thousand uh, dollar land cruiser with the uh, 1.3 million dollar um uh, paint job there it was first built for war now rebuilt for peace it was used for the sick and dying now restored and repainted for indigenous education so and uh, what yeah, what was this what was this painting john it was just one that caught my eye because there's a beautiful stuff. You know, it's, it's a world-class Aboriginal art museum in there. There's another yeah. one I think I sent you up, Father, that's just been valued at $2 million. Is that so, this one? Yep, $2 million. Yep. Yeah, right. Some amazing art in there. So uh, maybe I'm not so far out with, uh, with the old Land, land Cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it was a wonderful day. And as, as I mentioned, um, it, it's one of Australia's favourite wineries, in a place of escape, experience the history, the beauty and the serenity of the Goulburn Valley at your own pace. Looking over the vineyards from the iconic tower, staying at the new hotel, relaxing by the pool, amazing pool, recharging in the day spa, exploring the seasonal menu at the Meuse, uh, stopping by the Provador, uh, which we did during the cellars and, of course, tasting their signature wines. It's become a hugely popular venue for weddings and major functions, and as I said, the Aboriginal Art Gallery is world-class. So uh, uh, we've had an amazing day, as you can hear from the, uh, the uh, motley crew out the back, uh, <sighs> and uh, I'm the only one that's sort of kept myself half uh, half okay. Mm,
0: that's the bobble. <laughs> All right, well, here's a quick word from our great mates at Bike Change.
4: Look at this bike. You think it's just a bike, right? But it's not. <clears throat> It's a bike, 374 people are looking at. This guy, this girl, them, all looking at it. People from here, there, and wherever this is. People that are looking for a bike, or just a piece of it. Amateurs, semi-amateurs, and pro-amateurs. This guy wants this bike, but with this crank, and these bars, this could be the perfect match but not this one this girl has a bike to sell and thousands of people might purchase it eyes on bikes help grow small businesses his hers yours and the latest data and insights help those businesses keep moving we are the world's number one bike marketplace with over 500,000 products and 900 brands where buyers and sellers are brought together in a place where a bike is never just a bike Bike Exchange, where the world buys, sells, learns,
0: and rides. Great. All right, we've got a comment that has come in from Wombat Breath. I don't know, how do you get that nickname? <laughs> don't want to know. <laughs> anyway, it is, with regret, we announced that Santos Tour Down Under will not go ahead in 2021. A smaller domestic cycling festival should take its place in January 2021. So that side of things is official, Johnny.
2: Okay, well, we'll see. Yeah.
3: I did. Uh, I, text, I texted an old mate of mine, uh, who you all very know very well. It's going to sound like name dropping, uh, Pat Yonkers, who I grew up with in Adelaide back in high school days. I asked him the question last night, and he reckoned there was an announcement uh, coming in the coming days. But uh, they're looking at possibly doing NRS. So, to what scale the NRS will work? And there's also a rumour floating around that any of the Pro Tour teams boys that are uh, possibly will line up as individuals or part of a composite team and something. So let's keep our fingers crossed and let's hope that uh, something happens in Adelaide because it's such a big week. It's such a good week for cycling just in general. There's so many so many of us go over there and ride around the hills and go to all the restaurants and the wineries and so forth. So let's hope that uh, Stewie and the team, I feel sorry for Stewie, Stewie O'Grady on this one. First year as race director and, and this happens to him. So, uh, you know, yeah. let's, let's, let's try and get into Adelaide and support it even if the even if the big boys aren't going to
0: be racing. Well, and the street parties are phenomenal. You know, Absolutely. it's a really big festival. Like, if you love your food and drink and, you know, cracking atmosphere, there's still going to be, as you said, plenty to do. And there'll be some community rides, and, you know, there's still going to be plenty to do. Um, you're, going to, you're going to go over, John? Well, yeah, it, I
2: agree with my mate. A group of my mates who uh, had already booked uh, the camper vans and all that, and they've booked out the caravan park and some of them are staying uh, at a couple of the big hotels. And they, uh, when when they heard it could be off, they said, look, you know, we're going anyway. Even before they were told that there could be some other racing. So they were going just to, 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 to be in Adelaide for that week. I think it'll be wonderful. Uh, it, look, obviously, because of COVID, it's pretty hard for, for a lot of teams to get out here. I mean, you can't force, UCI couldn't force teams to come in because normally it's mandatory for them to ride in uh, Tour Under, uh, But you couldn't force teams to go into quarantine. And because of these situations and, and what's going on in the world, everyone's so nervous. So I just think it's probably better for the event to hold off and have a really huge TDU in 2022. And this year, work on a wonderful festival of cycling. And people are wanting to go and see. Um, the best bike racing they can see, so it can be something special, some a special opportunity for a lot of the Australian NRS teams to race uh, in Adelaide where they wouldn't, wouldn't normally get to do so. So uh, I think it'd be a wonderful uh, uh, week of racing. Well, our good friend oh.
0: Sally had an idea. Now that Garrow's back and we have several former pros around, perhaps there can be a masters series. <laughs> I don't and think she's, she's she's doubling it up mate. with m- maybe
2: get Ify back racing. I'll be there. Yeah, I'll take the bike over. Yeah, yeah,
0: no problem. You can use that motorised
2: bike you took the tour. I'll, I'll, I'll take on Matty Pointer. We'll have a little match race. There you mate, go. It's on.
3: I, I don't, I don't, even even if I was good enough to beat you, it wouldn't happen out of respect, mate. But i tell you what, I'm, I'm happy because on the 14th of November, the WA hard border is coming down. so oh, finally. Luggies are able to leave and come back. So uh, I'm really looking forward now to summer because uh, – Adelaide's open, Queensland's open, and uh, not so much Victoria and New South Wales just yet, but uh, something to look forward to for, for everybody now. It's starting, to, it's starting to come together for us.
2: Yeah, now, I know you've got to go, Maddie. We've kept you longer. You I, I do, actually, to go, About 15 do
3: ago. Um, So thank you so much for having me on. But I actually, No, thank you. I actually turned 50 sometime this week, and I'm supposed to be at my 50th drinks. A couple of days oh, before my geez. birthday, and about about fifteen minutes ago. So I'm gonna to have to love you <laughs> and leave you, boys. Good
0: on you, mate. That is That's commitment. Matty. Good on you, mate You're a legend, mate. Cheers, boys. We'll speak to you soon. Us, bud. go on, buddy. See, bye. Uh, now, if you another talking point is is today the first day for the new Oz cycling? Yes. Uh, uh, what's the what's the go with all of
2: that? Yeah. Look. Uh, um, They've just put the the notification out today, and so look, there's been a lot of battles going on uh, with cycling, but now it's a unification of all the 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 facets of cycling, so BMX, mountain bike racing, um, and and coming under one uh, umbrella, and, and the state's working together, where it was sort of a bit like our federal parliament and and the states having uh, uh, blowing with them, which, which used to be the case. Uh, this has uh, finally got it worked out. It's taken uh, over a year to get together to, to to sort it out because there's been a lot of issues um, in the the, the umbrella uh, that they were trying to put together. So Australia finally got it nailed down. And, uh, and I think it's a fantastic step forward.
0: Mm. Oh, good stuff. Another question from Tim Parker. who says, what happens with the road nuts and bay crits? Will they happen later in the month of Jan?
2: Yeah, look, those dates are, are, are being finalised um, and um, – We've had a, a meetings over last, that will be announced next week as well. But uh, you can see them all happening after uh, the Tour, tour and Under uh, dates, you know, the, the new event that's going to happen in South Australia. So those, those dates will be finalised. We're actually finalising them right now. So uh, that will be announced next week.
0: And what about the Sun Tour? We moved that to its traditional spot in October?
2: No, no Sun Tour was already... Uh, um, Postponed so no sun tour in 2021. It'll be come back into the summer calendar of 2022.
0: Bigger and better, John. Exactly. Uh, okay. Anything you want to add before we let you get back to the Motley crew and polish off all your samples?
2: <laughs> no, no. It's been a great little program. I'm looking forward to, to tonight's stage. It's going to be a ripper. Uh, it is a monster of a climb. You know, when you're talking 27%, I mean, We took 14 and 15 percent, and that's a monster climb. But look at that, just look at it. It's filthy. It's filthy. You've got to be careful you don't flip the bike backwards. That's how steep you're getting there. Well,
0: as Alan Davis said, his car shit itself up that climb, blew the clutch out. (laughs) I think he put it much nicer than that. But yes,
2: it did, it didn't make it. You're right.
0: Uh, Sorry, mate. It's a family
2: show. (laughs) All right. Who's your prediction for the stage? Roglic? Gee, you know what? I, I I just reckon it could be uh uh i reckon Carapaz will be slightly uh, uh better on the real estate path of this so i'm gonna go for carapaz
0: Carapaz, four dollars Roglish 2 dollars37 uh oh jeez you you scroll down the list Dan Martin 19 you know, you want you want to be back in some that's obviously got the legs nevi um 34 dollars. Uh, Valverde 26. Yeah, it's probably going to be between the the hitters, A, eh? Uh, Vlasov is 550. Oh, I'm going to stick with Roglic, mate. I think he's uh, going to be too good. But, um, the only thing, yeah, when we saw, actually, nah, hang on. When we saw him at the tour, remember on that filthy stage, uh, it was a little bit too sharp for him. So maybe Carapaz, yeah, that might be the bet. All right, I'll jump in with you, Carapaz. (laughs) All right, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Uh, We'll see you again tomorrow at 7.30. We may have a special guest. We'll put the feelers out. Uh, If so, follow our social channels on on Facebook and Twitter and we'll let you know who that guest is. Till then, see you later.